0: Okay, so as I mentioned, the grace of the good Lord has brought you here with us today because, again, I don't think there's anywhere else that's going to be celebrating. Maybe the sisters back in Poland and other places uh, in his diocese, perhaps, but here in the U.S., this fact that this Blessed Michael Sapochko is not on the universal calendar doesn't stop us from celebrating it because of our involvement with him this man who was the confessor of St. Faustina was more than just her confessor. He, was her spiritual director and guided her to help interpret the messages Jesus was giving her and actually instructed her to rewrite the diary when she had burned it, when Satan had taunted her that she was becoming prideful. And so she burned it and he instructed her to write it back down. So he plays a tremendous role. He was instrumental in giving us the having the image of divine mercy painted Father Seraphim was later instrumental in renovating the image and getting it to the world. He was instrumental in having the diary, as I just said, written by St. Faustina. Father Seraphim was later instrumental in translating the diary and getting it smuggled out of communist Poland on microfilm. And he also was instrumental in the Feast of Divine Mercy, helping St. Faustina understand mercy Later, Father Seraphim would be instrumental in with Father Kaz collecting signatures over a million to send to the Vatican requesting the Feast of Divine Mercy. You can see the connection here. They're a mirror of each other. And when I showed those initials SM that St. Faustina was talking about, the mirror of SM is MF, MS, Michael Sapochko. And so they really are a mirror of each other. And this Michael Sapochko, Jesus told St. Faustina, is a priest after my own heart. Wow. Could you imagine Jesus saying that about you? When I hear that, he's a priest after my own heart, it just is like, whoa, could you even imagine? It would be like Jesus saying about you, she's a mother, or Mary saying, she's a mother after my own heart. Or a father, having St. Joseph say, he's a father after my own heart. That's incredible. And so this man today is somebody we need to celebrate. So give you a little bit about him and why he's so important and and why we turn to him for intercession. He was born, he was Polish, but he was born in 1888 in what is modern day uh, Vilnius, Lithuania. Um, Or not Vilnius, but just Lithuania, which the borders have been kind of changing over the years. He was the principal instrument God used to fashion the soul of St. Faustina. This is huge who he was. Like I said, very few people can we say on one hand did more than Father Seraphim. This is one of them. John Paul, uh, maybe that's about it, besides Faustina herself. Uh, This is incredible what he's done. But anyway, he was an instrument. For having the image painted, as I said, he actually posed for it, which people then like to use against the church in saying, that's not the image of Jesus, that's the image of Michael Sapochko. No, he posed with it to just see how the elb flowed so that the painter, Eugene Kazmorowski, could easily paint how Jesus's robe would, his elb, would have flowed. It had nothing to do with that image being Michael Sapochko. He just modeled so that the Elbe could be reflected accurately. He's also instrumental in spreading the chaplet of divine mercy. And back to the image, he was the one that first publicly um, exhibited the image of divine mercy back in 1935. Now, he took efforts to establish the feast of divine mercy. And he started a new congregation that St. Faustina thought she was to start. If you've read the diary, you keep reading about St. Faustina talking about God calling her to start a new congregation. And people think that, well, what happened? Well, actually, did she ever start it? No, but who did? Michael Sapochko. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. All right, so St. Faustina had a good confessor when she was in Poland named Father Andras. You can read about him in the diary. But then she was sent to to Vilnius, um, outside of what is modern-day Poland now, in Lithuania. And she was very scared. She was very afraid. And Jesus promised her, don't worry, I have a chosen confessor for you. And she didn't know who it was, but the second Michael Sapochko walked into the chapel and she saw him for the first time, she knew this is him. And you can see his picture right before me. This is, of course, in his older years. Now, our own, you've heard me talk about this, our own Blessed George, a Marian renovator who renovated the Marian Fathers. This is just incredible how we are all tied together and why you are a Marian helper. We Marian Fathers, our renovator, we were down to one member. One member. We were going to be extinct. And we were down to one member. And Blessed George renovated us. And he was, guess what? The Bishop of Vilnius while St. Faustina was alive. Now, this is the town of the image, Vilnius, right? Now, he called back all the priests in the diocese that were incarnated And Sapochko was one of them. He had been working in Poland. So blessed um, uh, George called Michael Sapochko back to Vilnius at the exact time Jesus sent St. Faustina to Vilnius. So we Marians are part of this, this whole story. So he helped her, as I said, discern these visions and her internal visions. And he's the one I said that had her write down the diary again after she burned it. Now, I should point out, this is why people get a little frustrated when they read the diary. And one of my goals, God willing, is I'm going to write an abridged version of the diary. I'm not going to rewrite her diary that, no, but I'm going to, God willing, create an abridged version of the diary that gives you the core idea of what St. Faustina was trying to say without having to read so much of it that gives you like a summary, like a Cliff Notes version, an abridged version. Now, the problem reading the diary cover to cover is she had burned the original and then Saposhko told her to start writing again what she could remember. The problem was she was having, still having visions of Jesus as she was trying to remember the old writings and they got mixed up. And so chronologically, if you read it cover to cover, it could mess you up. It may not make sense. It's like the Bible. You really don't read the Bible. It wasn't meant to be read cover to cover. Now, Jesus said, (laughs) this is another thing as a priest. I certainly wish Jesus would say about me. He said, I will not let him make a mistake. (laughs) Boy, do we all need Jesus? I wish Jesus would say that about me. And he said, but do nothing without his permission. So Faustina was very obedient. Now, he was a great theologian, but he said there was one thing he could not understand about the depths of God's mercy. Can you imagine this Ph.D. theologian? And he said, there's something I don't understand. Now, she told the truth, Faustina, in very simple but deep ways. Now, he doubted her. So he had her evaluated psychologically, St. Faustina. And she came back fully normal. But he was most amazed by one thing that she said our Lord said above all others. And he said, I have a problem with this. You think of all the things Saint Faustina said, Jesus said, and Blessed Michael Sapochko says, I have a real problem with this one thing, and it makes me believe it's not true. Saint Faustina said, Jesus told me that he said, mercy is my greatest attribute. Sapochko said, This is impossible. All the attributes of God are infinite. He's omniscient, meaning he knows all things. That's infinite. He's omnipotent, meaning he's all-powerful. He's infinitely powerful. He is all of these things, so you can't have one greater than another. Actually, you can. Although all those things are infinite, the greatest of those with respect to us is mercy. So in other words, yes, God is all-knowing. But the fact that God is all-knowing doesn't mean as much to me as that he's all-merciful. Now, yes, they are infinite. But the fact that he is all-merciful in regards to me is greater than he knows everything. You see that? It's very interesting. Now, Jesus then sent him a message. That's another thing that's amazing to me. Could you imagine you're talking to St. Faustina and St. Faustina says, Jesus has a message for you. Oh, my goodness. So Jesus had a message. And he said, tell my priest, meaning Michael Sapochko, I desire that the first Sunday after Easter be the feast of mercy. Ask my faithful servant, Michael Sapochko. Could you even imagine Jesus calling you by name? that on this day he tell the whole world of my great mercy, that whoever approaches the fount of life on this day will be granted complete remission of sins and all punishment. Proclaim that mercy is the greatest attribute of God. Mercy triumphs over his justice. This is life-changing, and it changed the life of Michael Sapochko. So he then found, he went, boy, this is too much, and he went and found in the writings of Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine in their commentaries on the Psalms, and what he found while looking at this was that, yes, God is omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. These are all infinite, but in relation to us, Mercy is the greatest. So he just got it confirmed by Aquinas and Augustine, two of the greatest saints in the history of the church. From that point on, he never doubted Faustina, and the race was on. At that point, it was like, if you remember, I'm sorry, my sports analogies, I really am. But it's like the movie Rocky, where, where Rocky wasn't into it until um, Adrian was there in the bed. And she looked at Rocky and she says, I want you to do one thing. I apologize, but this is just how I relate to things. And, and he goes, he was doubting and he's like, I can't do this. I can't beat Apollo Creed. I can't, I can't, I can't. And she looks at Rocky. She's sick in bed and he says, I need to care for you. And she looks up at him and she says, I need you to do one thing. And Rocky looked at her and he goes, what? And she goes, when? And at that moment, everything changed. It was like that opened the door for everything to pile forward. And so we see here the same type of things. Blessed Michael Sapoch goes like, that's it. Now we're off. Now we are starting this mission of mercy. And so the whole, this changed the whole world. So then. He commissioned the image of divine mercy to be um, painted, right? And it was then Father Seraphim later had it restored and brought back to the world. It was sitting stuck in an attic. We, the world would may never have known this if it wasn't for Father Seraphim, that he restored it and got it back out to the world with, guess what? The help of you, Marian helpers. And so then in Vilnius in 1935, this is Lithuania, He had the image first displayed, and he preached for the first time ever on divine mercy. Now, divine mercy, the message goes back to the Garden of Adam and Eve. You know, ask for God's mercy, be merciful to each other, completely trust in God's mercy. We know these as the ABCs. Those ABCs, Pope Benedict said, are the nucleus of the gospel. That is the heart of the gospel. You want to get to heaven, you got to have those three things. A, ask for God's mercy. B, be merciful to each other. C, completely trust in God's mercy. You do that, we will get to heaven. That message of mercy has been to mankind since the beginning of Adam and Eve and their fall in the garden. But however, since the Adam and Eve, God has been trying to give this message to the world. He's raised up many saints and prophets to give this message to mankind. But we're stubborn. We're stiff necked. We don't listen. Finally, he gets to the 20th century and he basically says, that's it. I'm done. This is it. It's all culminating together. I'm finishing this project called Salvation History. Now, Jesus didn't use those words, but in essence, that's what he meant, because he then gets to the 20th century and he says what? you St. Faustina will prepare the world for my final coming. And he only sent her one man to help her do it. Michael Sapochko. This is how important this man is. And so we see the whole message of divine mercy then became the devotion of divine mercy, or I shouldn't say became it Christ gave St. Faustina five new channels of grace called the devotion of divine mercy by which we live the message of divine mercy. Those five channels are, we remember, by Finch, F-I-N-C-H, the feast of mercy, the image of mercy, the novena of divine mercy, C, the chaplet of divine mercy, and H, the hour of divine mercy. God brought this all together. Now, Faustina was there, as Blessed Michael sopochko in 1935 brought the image out and preached for the first time on Divine Mercy. And you know what she saw? We have it in our side chapel. We have a Faustina chapel in our side. And I apologize, I know you can't see it. But there's a picture of St. Faustina that when Blessed Michael sopochko elevated the Blessed Sacrament, she saw the rays of blood and water come out of the Blessed Sacrament, our Lord's Eucharistic heart, and covered the whole world. And so this is what she saw. So anyway, Faustina was also a mystic. She saw that this devotion would be suppressed after her death, but it would be accepted again because of what? Paul VI, who lifted the ban, John Paul II. In fact, I got this comment online yesterday. Somebody said to me, Father, only John Paul II pushed this. This is just a personal thing for him. The thing was banned. And so this person wrote me a comment online saying, Father Chris, this message was banned. The only reason it was lifted was because of John Paul II. He was the only guy, he was the only one, and he had a personal reason, and he was the one who pushed it. No, John Paul II didn't lift the ban. Paul VI did. God was in this from the beginning. So then she said it would be suppressed. And you know who one of the major reasons why the the translation was clarified so that we now have it today? father seraphim amazing so world war ii blessed michael Sapochko went into hiding for a couple years was under alias disguise he worked as a gardener but he used this time to establish this community of sisters that god uh, faustina thought she was being called to form and this religious congregation that was based on saint faustina's vision is now in existence They are in Poland, South America, and they work with us Marian fathers. They are called the Sisters of the Merciful Heart of Jesus. They are the community that Blessed Michael Sapochko co-founded that St. Faustina thought she was supposed to find, found. And so this is very powerful. So he, he became instrumental. Now, he lived in 1975, and he became very well known to the Marians. You know the Marian Helper magazine you get? That Marian Helper magazine, you dig it, and if you don't get it, it's free. Just just go on and become a Marian Helper on micprayers.org, and you can get the Marian Helper magazine. Do you know that that Marian Helper magazine used to be called the Marian Bulletin? And blessed Michael Sapochko wrote articles for us. He wrote articles that we had in the Marian Helper magazine. So when you get it, just don't throw it aside. This is... An incredible story it used to be called the Marian Bulletin. Now, Marian Halper Bulletin. All right, I know I'm finished. I'm running late, but I got to finish up here. He was also the guy that gave the materials to our Marian priest, uh, Joseph Jarzembowski to bring it to the United States. That's a whole nother story, how he miraculously got the divine mercy material to the United States despite having expired visas and the wrong paperwork. He got through Russia, Japan, all this, while World War II was going on. Another miraculous thing. And he said, "If Lord, if you get me to the U.S. safely, I will dedicate my life to spreading the message of divine mercy. Now, I'm talking about a Marian called Joseph Jarzimbowski. But where did he get the material? Where did he get the incentive to make that trip? Blessed Michael Sapochko. It's all ties together. And so, how powerful. And then... Father Seraphim also contributed to that because he smuggled out the actual photographs of the pictures of the pages of the diary after it was written into Polish. All right. Finally, then he died on today's date, 1975. So he died on February 15th, 1975 in Poland, and there he is buried. Now, St. Faustina said to our Lord, Jesus, why did you treat him so bad? This guy suffered. Again, I don't have, sorry, I don't have time to go into his sufferings, but his sufferings were monumental. His sufferings were huge. And St. Faustina said, Jesus, why did you treat him so bad? And here's what Jesus said. My gaze is fixed upon him. Talking about Michael Sapochko. And I permit these adversities in order to increase his merit. I do not reward for good results, but for the patience and hardship undergone for my sake. Now listen to this. Jesus said in diary number 90, there will be as many crowns to form his, I'm sorry, thorns. There will be as many thorns to form his crown as there will be souls saved by his work. In other words, Jesus said, on the crown of thorns I'm giving him, for every soul that is saved by his work will be another thorn in that crown. So blessed Michael Sapochko was wearing a crown of thorns, and every thorn was a soul that he was saved. That's incredible. So think about that next time we suffer, are we experiencing some of that? And lastly, and I think this is most powerfully, today is also another day of significance. There is amazing connection between Sapochko and the confessor of St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. Now, if you remember, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque is the saint that brought us the Sacred Heart. Now she has amazing parallels to Saint Faustina. I did a whole talk on that how they were called, how Jesus appeared to Saint Faustina at 19 at a dance, Jesus appeared to Margaret Mary Alacoque at 19 at a ball, it asked her to join. I mean, the connections are amazing. She had a confessor named John de Claude de la Combière. Now, here's what's amazing. The connections are incredible. Saint Claude de la also helped Margaret Mary discern visions of Jesus in the Sacred Heart. He too doubted her. He too had her evaluated. And she too came out perfectly normal. He also, being Jean-Claude de Colombière, the confessor of Margaret Mary had the burden of spreading the divine, or excuse me, the sacred heart message and devotion to the whole world, just like Sapochko was told to do with divine mercy. This was the same situation Father Sapochko faced with trying to get the image out. Jesus wanted the image of the sacred heart, getting the feast out. Jesus wanted the feast of the sacred heart and the prayers to the intercession or for the sacred heart. Now get a load of this. I don't mean that, I'm sorry, I don't mean that irreverently. Just think about this for a moment. He died, St. Jean de Colombier, or Claude de Colombier, on February 15th, the same day Michael Sapochko did. The two confessors of these two instrumental, miraculous saints who brought a sacred heart and divine mercy, which are forever linked. They both died on February 15th. Today, do you also know what February 15th is? It's St. Faustus, his day. St. Faustina was named as the feminine form of St. Faustus, the male martyr of the early centuries of the church. And today is his feast day. So St. Faustina's name day was named after St. Faustus, an early martyr in the church. This is incredible. Now, somebody once said, well, Father, how come blessed Michael Sapochko was made blessed so fast? And Father Seraphim said, God's in a hurry to get this message out there. So it blows your mind what we are in the midst of right now. We had, in my opinion, a living saint walking amongst us and Father Seraphim. We've been living in the generation of John Paul II. Some of you were even alive when St. Faustina was alive. Father Seyfried was eight years old when St. Faustina died. And we believe fully, I do at least, that we Marians are part of that spark to come from Poland to spread the message and the world to prepare it for our Lord's final coming, along with John Paul II, Faustina, and the divine mercy. And along with the Marians comes you, the Marian helpers. You are part of that. That's why you're watching this. And that's why God had you tune in today. Even if you weren't part of this message and you just stumbled upon it today, God brought you here for a reason because today we celebrate a very special person that is the reason that we have divine mercy as we know it today with a little help from a man named Father Seraphim.